1: Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. I'm your host, Darren Fatman McDuffie, and this show is being brought to you by imthefatman.com. Make sure you go and check the website out. Really good show tonight. This is something that I've been interested in uh, for about five or six years now, and I've always had that connection where certain emotions are linked to certain illnesses. I've shared this many times on my show that my mother died from, Breast cancer uh, in 2005, and I do believe that maybe she might have been holding on to some emotions that didn't serve didn't serve her at the time. And tonight we have a very special guest on the show, Dr. Bradley Nelson, who so graciously agreed to come on the show and talk about his book, The Emotion Code, and we'll be talking specifically about energy healing, which is something I feel that should be addressed initially before you even go to a doctor or if you're going to a doctor it should be addressed initially about changing your energy so real intriguing show tonight before i get dr nelson on i just wanted to make a few announcements as always just connect with me on social media check me out on twitter on the fat underscore man i'm also on instagram instagram seems to be the biggest thing for adults i think kids have gone over to something else but instagram it's i'm the fat man and also it's i'm the fat man on facebook and on Pinterest is i 'm the Fat Man One, the number one. You should be able to find me on all those social media outlets. If you did not listen to the show last week, please go back and listen to the show. I have my friends Jason and Mira Calton on talking about their new book, The Micronutrient Miracle. There are some things that they were discussing that you really need to know. When it comes to your dieting, a lot of people out here dieting and not seeing any results. And that's mainly because they're not getting the necessary nutrients that they they need. That show last week, again, is the Micronutrient Miracle. You can just go on Blog Talk Radio or download it through iTunes and you will be able to listen to that show. Now, without further ado, let me get Dr. Nelson on Something's going a little funky Dr. Nelson, welcome to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. How are you tonight? Can you hear me? Dr. Nelson. Hey, Darren, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear yeah. you. I can hear you. Sorry. There we go. Okay. <laughs> there we go.
2: <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm thrilled to be on your show.
1: Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. I I was actually looking for someone to discuss this, and I was like, is there anyone out there who knows about this whole emotion thing? Because as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I've always been intrigued and also felt that there was a connection between emotions and illness, and I'm so glad that you agreed to come on. One of the things that I normally do, Dr. Nelson, is just to tell people to those people out there that are listening just to tell um, the uh, a little bit about your background.
2: Absolutely. Well, um, I spent 17 years in uh, private practice as a holistic uh, physician, and what I found was that um, the single biggest common denominator for all of my patients, whether they were suffering from physical problems like infertility or asthma or digestive disorders or cancer or uh, whatever other physical problems um, – you can think of, or whether they were suffering from mental or emotional problems like depression or anxiety or phobias or panic attacks, things like that. What I found was that the single biggest common denominator for all of them, they all Mm -hmm. had something in common, and it was their emotional baggage. Mm -hmm. And so it was an amazing thing to realize that. And during those 17 years, it was kind of a gradual process where I learned uh, bit by bit, piece by piece, what was really going on with people. And, uh, and eventually, I left my practice in 2004 because I had to get this message out to the world. And um, that's what the emotion code is. It's this simple method of finding and removing emotional baggage. And when you remove emotional baggage, amazing things can happen. Um, pain goes away. Instantly, in most cases, um, diseases and other kinds of problems don't have a reason to be there oftentimes anymore, and they just kind of fade away and um, I make a point to tell people that the emotion code is not, um, it's, not so, it's not some kind of a cure for anything for any kind of illness or disease we don't claim to cure anything. But what we have found is that emotional baggage is a, is the single biggest underlying reason why we have symptoms of all kinds. And uh, we've also found that this emotional baggage can be inherited and it can be removed. Uh, there was an article that just came out yesterday where they, scientists have found that people who are the descendants of people who were in the Holocaust uh, in Germany in World War II, they have found now that uh, the people that, uh, that are the offspring and the descendants, the grandchildren of those people who suffered those extreme events, they're manifesting physical illnesses now that they believe are actually coming from those emotional events that the ancestors went through. And we've been saying this for years and we know how to mm-hmm. find this baggage and get rid of it, see. So
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, well great. I, I guess before we get into explaining a little bit more about the emotion code, we have to go back to just talk about energy healing. What is the definition of energy uh, healing? And also, can I guess, can you throw in there a little bit about how the body is made up of energy? And you probably will do that, but, you know, from an interviewee standpoint, I just want to kind of throw that in there.
2: Well, absolutely. To, To really understand how this is even possible and how this can work, You have to take a look at the human body, and you have to look at it from the point of view of uh, somebody like uh, Albert Einstein. Uh, He was a physicist, quantum physics. He uh, and many other of his contemporaries have been telling us for over 100 years that the human body really, even though to us it seems solid and we see skin and bones and so on, it's really made out of energy if you get right down to it. I mean, if you magnify your hand a million times, you're looking face-to-face with a single individual atom. If you look inside that atom, you see there's really nothing in there but empty space and some little teeny infinitesimally small energies that are zipping around at the speed of light. And that's really what we are. Think about that. It's an amazing thing to ponder. Your body is nothing but pure energy. Well, think about this. We know now that we can measure thoughts electronically. They've done studies in Japan where they've actually proven that you can do work by thinking about it alone, which sounds amazing, right? But it's true. Well, when you're feeling an intense emotion, you're feeling an energy as well. And thoughts can be measured electronically. Emotions, we believe, are different frequencies, depending on what the emotion is. So if you're feeling an intense emotion of anger, you're really feeling a certain vibration, a certain frequency. And if that emotion is powerful enough, when that event is over you might still have that energy still resonating in your body. We call it a trapped emotion. It took me a long, long time, Darren, to figure this out, but what I discovered is that a trapped emotion is literally a ball of energy from about the size of a baseball to about the size of a cantaloupe, and these will lodge in the body, they can lodge anywhere in the body, and they cause two effects for us. They cause a physical effect because they distort the normal energy field of the body, and, Really, ultimately, that's all the body is, is an energy field. They also have this effect where they, they make you tend to feel that emotion more readily, more easily than you otherwise would. Because part of your body is already feeling that emotional frequency, that emotion, 24 mm-hmm. hours a day, seven days. A day. Kind of a strange thing. To give you an idea how this can happen, um, an example, many years ago there was a guy that came to me who had really severe low back pain. On a 0 to 10 scale, it was, a, it was a 9, close to a 10. He was really in bad shape. I found a trapped emotion in his low back. The trapped emotion was anger. And I released the trapped emotion, and suddenly the pain was gone. And, I mean, gone. And he was just absolutely amazed. It was like a miracle. Well, a couple of days later, he came back in to see me, and his pain was still gone. And he said, you know, it's amazing. I can hardly believe it because I was in so much pain. But he said, when I first came in, I didn't tell you, that I have had uh, this other problem for as long as I can remember. He said, I've had this problem with anger. And he said, I'm always yelling at my wife and my kids. And he said, I'm just always upset. And I'm always on the verge of blowing up. And he said, since you released that trapped emotion of anger from me, I just don't feel that way anymore. I just feel kind of relaxed. He said, how did you do that? He said, "I've, I've tried anger management and all kinds of things. Nothing's ever worked. But now suddenly this worked? How does that, how is that even possible? And at the time, I really didn't know. And I told him, I said, well, I'm not, I really don't know. I'm not sure. But what we believe now is that when you have a trapped emotion, you literally have a ball of pure emotional energy in your body. And it will make you tend to feel that emotion more readily than you otherwise would. So when a situation would arise in his life where he might tend to feel anger, he would slide right into that feeling This part of his body was already feeling that emotion, which is a strange way to think about it. But I'm telling you, this is how the body actually works. It's uh, kind of an incredible thing. So, uh, by the way, this also works with animals, believe it or not.
0: Hmm. And
2: um, once people learn how to do this process with people, they also automatically know how to do it for animals. It's the same thing. And we've had just some incredible uh, animal stories uh, over the years that have come in. I've seen a lot of amazing things myself. And there's a whole chapter in the emotion
1: code book on animals as well. Yeah, I didn't I don't remember seeing that in the book, but um with these trapped emotions, let's say you you mentioned in the book how children can have these trapped emotions and we're kids, then we become um you know a little bit uh, older in age, then we become adults. Can these trapped emotions accumulate in us over time? And become just like one on top of the other. Well,
2: yes, absolutely. What happens is uh, events that occur in our childhood can um, can definitely cause problems for us later on. I'll give you an example. I was at a uh, I was at a workshop a few years ago, and there was a um, had a had a group you know room full of people, and there was a young woman who came up out of the audience when I asked for a volunteer. She was about twenty one years old, and one of the things that we teach in the emotion code is how to tap into the subconscious mind and get answers. And you can try this. Um, if, if you have a person hold their arm out in front of them, and you're familiar with this, Darren, right? Um,
1: yep. If you mm-hmm.
2: have them, their name is their name, have them make a true statement. And then you press down on their arm, they'll be able to resist you. Their arm will be strong. If you have them say their name is somebody else's name, they tell a lie, their arm will be weak. And so you can tap into the subconscious mind, the computer system, the body, using this kind of method. So I have her in front of the audience, and I'm asking questions. And what I find is that um, her subconscious mind gives back this answer that she has a trapped emotion. And so I start tracing it back to see when it occurred, and it didn't occur prior to, or it didn't occur from 10 to 20. It occurred earlier than five years old. It actually occurred when she was one year old. And the emotion, we have a little chart of emotions that you can figure out what the emotion is really quickly. It takes about a minute to find and release a trapped emotion for most people. And the emotion was forlorn. And to be forlorn is to just feel really kind of hopeless and sad and desolate and lonely all rolled into one. And, of course, she was only one year old when she experienced this. And I asked her if she had any idea what this is about. And, of course, as you might imagine, she had no idea. But I happened to look out at the audience right then. And her mother was sitting out in the audience. I had happened to meet her and her mother at the very beginning of this uh, event. And her mother was as white as a ghost. And I said, hey, um, do you have any idea what this might be about? And her mom was really embarrassed. But here's what she said. She said that during those years, she used to use cloth diapers and, on her daughter when her daughter was a baby. And she said that one day she accidentally pinned her daughter to her diaper. And she didn't know about it. Uh, didn't find out about it really until she changed her diaper the next time. So the hours went by and she was pinned to her diaper. So, mm. so uh, of course, this girl had no idea. She had no memory, no conscious memory of this. But I tested to see if that's what this was. And the answer that came back was absolutely Yes. So I released that emotion, which, again, just takes seconds. You just use a a magnet, even a refrigerator magnet or your fingertips right down the middle of the back a few times. Mm -hmm. And that released the emotion. And she went back and sat down, and I forgot about it. About 10 days later, I got an email from this girl's mother. And she said, listen, she said, my daughter didn't tell you, but she has had pain in her hip and in her knee on one side. And it's been gradually getting worse for about eight years, I think she said, and we've tried different things to fix it, and nothing's ever worked. She said it's been affecting the way she walks. And she said from the moment you release that trapped emotion of forlorn from age one, that pain has been gone, completely gone. She said she's walking totally normally now, and she also feels this amazing sense of lightness of being that she's never felt before. She's telling everybody about this. So, you see, with the emotion code, we can tap into emotional things, emotional events, emotional baggage that you might not even have any idea about, in fact, it's possible to inherit like I said, emotional energy from ancestors even that can be released so uh there's nothing else really like the emotion code it's uh it's the fastest, most efficient, most effective method of releasing emotional baggage that's ever been discovered.
1: yeah, can these trapped emotions keep us from you, you hear a lot of people who are out there who may want to accomplish something in their life, they may have a dream of let's say uh, playing in the NBA, (laughs) that's the only thing I could think of and, or maybe owning a a business. Can these trap the motions to be a a block or an obstacle for them to, uh, to achieve these things?
2: They, they are the biggest block that, uh, that is in our way of achieving the things we're capable of achieving and of really creating the abundance that we're capable of creating here in this world. I mean, It's absolutely astounding to me uh, how much our emotional baggage interferes with our lives. And if you think about it, uh, you know, we spend so much time uh, listening to positive things and buying tapes and going to seminars and things, or, or at least many people do, trying to get ahead, trying to create their perfect life. And sometimes they end up feeling like they're just, not good enough or like they just can't, uh, they're not smart enough or whatever. But the reality of it is that uh, the emotional baggage is, that's in your way is what's really blocking you. And the, the most important part of this, this little discussion, has to do with the heart. Because the heart, you see, the heart they've done studies and now, we're, we're finding out the heart is actually a second brain. And um, Western medicine, of course, still believes that the heart is just a pump. But ancient peoples believed the heart was the seed of the soul and the source of romance and creativity and love and everything else. And uh, now, with the new instrumentation that people are developing here um, in the West, we're finding out that those ancient people seemed to have been right. Because we find now that using a device called a magnetocardiogram, we can measure the magnetic field of the heart. It's by far the most powerful organ in the body. And that field extends out about 12 feet in diameter around your body, And they've done studies now and proven in the lab that if one person is feeling love or affection for another person, their heartbeat will show up and be measurable in the brain waves of the other person. Think about that. Hmm. So there's a communication going on between all of us all the time. Well, if you can think back to a time, now, Darren, let me ask you this. Can you think back to a time in your own life where you felt like your heart was going to break?
0: Uh, remember that yeah yeah
2: yeah feels like an elephant sitting on your chest like you're Mm -hmm. choking maybe like you can't breathe right Mm -hmm. okay well most of us have had that experience at one point or another in our lives well the heart is really what the ancients believed it to be it's the the core of your being the seat of the soul and so on it's full of nervous system tissue full of gray matter and white matter and When you feel like your heart's going to break, what will happen oftentimes is that the subconscious mind will put up a wall around that heart, and that wall is a wall of energy that is actually made of layers of emotional baggage. And when that wall is taken down, amazing things start to happen for people. Abundance starts to flow to people naturally that never flowed before. People fall in love who never, ever thought they would. One of my favorite stories, actually, which is in the the Emotion Code book, uh, there was a woman who came to me who uh, had had neck pain for quite a while, and she'd been to a couple different doctors, and nobody could fix it. And so she came to see me, and as I was talking with her, she told me that uh, she was single, she hadn't dated in eight years, and she was never going to date again ever. She was going to die single. And she was, uh, she was a 38-year-old nurse, and she was attractive. And I said, well, gee, what happened to you? And she said that eight years before, she was really deeply in love with this guy who dumped her and broke her heart. Darren found, and by the way, this is all in the emotion code, how to do this, um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it found that she had a heart wall. She had put up a wall around her heart, a wall of energy, an invisible wall uh, when she went through that breakup. There were three emotions that we cleared from that heart wall, and, uh, and then her body said the subconscious mind said that 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 was it or the wall was gone. And coincidentally, her neck pain was gone too because a lot of the time when people have a wall around their heart, they have a heart wall, they'll have neck pain a lot of the time or tightness in the upper back and the shoulders and so on. Well, so she left the office. Uh, Only took me about 10 minutes to do this. and I didn't see her again for three months. When she came back in the next time, I'll always remember this, she looked great and I said, Hey, you look great. How are you doing? I haven't seen you for quite a while. And she said, You know? She said, My neck's been fine since I was here. But she said, You cleared that heart wall for me. She said, That really works. She said, about two weeks after I was here, I found out my childhood sweetheart has been living right around the corner from me for almost eight no. years. And we're dating yeah, I remember. We're dating and we're in love, I think he's gonna ask me to marry him, you know. Huge, huge change. And this is the kind of thing that we see Uh, happen over and over and over all the time, all over the world. I got an email recently from a woman. I don't even remember where she's from. We get emails from literally all over the planet all the time. But this woman told me that she's about 85 years old. She never had a happy moment in her entire life. That's what she said. She did not know what it meant to be be happy, did not know really – she'd never experienced an emotion like joy until her heart wall was removed. She said that now – She can't wipe the smile off of her her face. She says that now for the first time in her life, she's experiencing joy after having that wall removed. Let me tell you something, Darren. I have seen people so depressed that they every single day had to make a decision if they were going to live or die that day, and they get up that morning. I mean, that's how depressed some of these people were. And I've seen people like that so so deeply depressed. I've seen them turn around literally in a matter of days from having their emotional baggage removed, and especially from having their heart wall removed. Uh, It's just an amazing thing. So the answer to your question is yes, absolutely. Our emotional baggage is so much in our way. It is what's in our way. Getting rid of it can just absolutely unlock your whole life. Think about what Steve Jobs said, you know, when he went to Stanford, I think in 2004 He told those students, he said, somehow, your heart already knows what your best creation is. You've got to follow your heart. The problem with that, and I believe he's absolutely right, and it's great advice, but the problem is 93% of people have this heart wall phenomenon going on. I mean, when you read the news, like, for example, today, you know, there was the terrible shooting that happened, and lots of other violent things happened around the world, no doubt, but when you read about things like that, or you see things like that happening on TV, you have to know... There's emotional baggage involved. And if somebody really hurts somebody else, you see, the brain in your head feels nothing. The brain in your heart, that brain feels. And part of the reason why our planet is in so much trouble is because 93% of people on on this planet have a heart wall. Taking down that wall changes individuals, and ultimately it's going to change the whole planet.
1: Yeah, one of the uh, phenomena I thought was really... Uh, strange about the heart wall is what it can be made of. I remember reading a chapter and it can be made of any different substances. I guess we should get into the subconscious mind and how it actually builds this heart wall and how uh, it can go about happening. Right. Well, it's a fascinating
2: thing. You know, um, I discovered the heart wall. Well, actually I didn't discover it. It was, it was shown to me Um, going into the healing arts was an answer to directly an answer to prayer for me. I'm a, I'm a Christian, prayerful. I, get, I believe that you get answers to prayer, and I've gotten many answers. And um, that was a big answer that I got. I actually heard a voice that spoke to me, and so that was the answer that I should go into the healing arts. Well, when I, when I did, uh, when I got into practice, I got in the habit of asking for help with each person that I worked with. And just you know just a short, quick, silent prayer to ask God to help me to help this person and as time went on, there was more and more information that came down from up above. And there were times when I'd, I'd ask for that help, and the information that I needed would just flood into my mind. And sometimes it would be a totally different way of looking at things than I'd ever even imagined before. So when you ask, you receive. And that's really where this came from. That's why I don't take any credit for this. This has come down from up above for us at a time when we really desperately need it. God is real. God lives. He's our Father. He loves us. And wants us to be well and healthy, and have abundance in all of these different areas. But he knows that our emotional baggage is, you know, it's a huge, huge issue for just about all of us. So um, the subconscious mind will choose some kind of a material. What happened was, uh, my wife, um, when this was shown to me, just really quickly, I'll tell you what happened. My wife uh, had had a dream and asked me to help her decipher this dream. And as I was trying to help her uh, determine and figure out what these symbols in her dream meant, I suddenly had what I can only describe as a waking vision. where suddenly before me, I saw this beautiful hardwood floor. And I had this understanding come into my mind that my wife's heart was underneath this floor. And I had no idea what this meant. No idea. And this lasted for several minutes. This is one of the strangest things that's ever happened to me. And I told her what I was seeing and understanding, and she had no idea what it meant, so we prayed and asked for help, and we started doing some testing and asking and found that when she was about two years old, the family that she was in, very volatile family that she grew up in, uh, her father was a rageaholic and was very unsafe, so around age two, she started to put up a wall around her heart to protect her heart from being totally broken. The price that she paid for having that wall was that uh, it was easy for her to feel negative emotions, hard to feel positive emotions. It was hard for her to really feel connected to other people and to really make friends and connect with people really easily. And um, she was subject to depression and anxiety and so on. So getting rid of that wall made an enormous change for her. And, uh, and yes, the subconscious mind, in her case, you see the subconscious is very logical. And when you need a wall to be put up around your heart to protect your heart from being totally broken, your subconscious mind will choose some kind of a symbolic material, Now, in my wife's case, it chose wood. It was wood, hardwood. She grew up in a house with hardwood floors. So her subconscious mind had those images, and so that's what it used. But the heart wall can literally be made of anything. And when I say made of, I mean the subconscious mind can choose any kind of material. And here's what I think happens. When you feel like your heart's going to break and your subconscious mind is scrambling to put up a wall there to protect you, it will search through its memory banks and it will choose some kind of a material that it thinks will be sufficient. And a lot of the time, it's some kind of a building material, like uh, they might be metal or stone, steel, iron. It can be uh, rock, like granite or slate. Uh, It can be almost anything, really. It's amazing. I I remember once, and all of this probably... uh, Sounds so far out there, but I'll, I'll tell you, I I don't have an imagination that is this that is this wild. I mean, who knew that the subconscious mind did this? But I'm telling you, if you start to investigate this, you'll find this is true. And taking down this wall is the most important thing I believe uh, that you can do for yourself because that wall affects you. It is stunting your growth emotionally mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. socially. And as far as the uh, amount of abundance you're able to create in your life, this is where it's at. This is it. You get rid of that wall, suddenly that perfect creation that was born with you, that came into this world in that heart of yours, suddenly that's unlocked. And it starts to manifest naturally and automatically to you in that wall taken down. Stop.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And you and I talked on off the air before we came on about... and. I just share my personal experience. I didn't use this modality, but I use a different modality called the emotional uh, freedom technique where you use tapping points. And Mm -hmm. I had never really made a large amount of money when I was working. And I just decided to dedicate myself to the EFT technique for a year. And every day I would get home, I would just start, I would just tap and tap on the tapping points. And my goal was to make, $100,000. That's what I wanted to make. And then by the end of the second year, my income just steadily started climbing. And by the end of the second year, when I looked at my W-2, I had made $99,000. So this is just (laughs) coming from me for those people out there who say this is hogwash and you shouldn't believe it, but this is coming from me. And I definitely know that I had some issues around money that um i grew up with a single mom and you know my mom always would say money doesn't grow on trees i don't have money for that boy (laughs) and all this other stuff so (laughs) i grew up these pre-programmed things around money and then when i started to change my energy energy is money is just energy and i started to change my uh, energy around money my income Mm -hmm. uh shot up which allowed me to do you know to do some other things but um Dr. Bradley, real quick, I have some people on the switchboard. If you have a question, just uh, hit yeah. one, and uh, the number is 646-716-9371. If you're out there listening via your computer, you come on and you hit one, and I'll see you have a question, and I'll bring you on. Now, I'm going to play Darren's advocate, not Devils, but Darren's advocate. And I've been hearing a lot of thing about things about muscle testing. You know, some people say muscle testing is good. Some people say it can be affected. By different things or that are might be in the room you've been doing this for a number of years what's your opinion on muscle testing and what are some of the things that might even affect muscle testing
2: well i'll tell you um i i have found out for myself that the key uh is prayer when i uh, when i muscle test when i go to work on somebody i always take a moment I ask for help, and i'm a christian you you know as listeners, you may be whatever religion you may you may be, and that's fine. I ask God in the name of Jesus Christ to help me and um and when I do that, um I get great results and uh, uh you know there are there are different uh different schools of thought I think out there about how, for example, there are certain limitations in muscle testing, like for example, you can't wear earrings uh or um you can 't have jewelry on when you're muscle testing The problem with those beliefs is that um, if you believe those things are true, then the subconscious mind makes sure that they become true for you mm-hmm. and um, so i what we teach is that um, you just choose choose powerful beliefs, not limiting beliefs and uh, and that's that's the way to do it
1: but so yeah. prayer really you- is the key. Yeah, you also mentioned something about water. Um, if someone tests, I, I think it was negative all the time, then that means that they might be dehydrated or something something of that nature?
2: Yeah, it's possible. Um, there are a couple of things that can happen that make a person uh, less testable or sometimes untestable. One of those things is, um, uh, and it's a temporary condition, But if a person is really dehydrated, it's going to be hard to test them. Now, if you're the person that's dehydrated and you're trying to test somebody else, that's going to also make it difficult to test. So that's one thing. More common is actually a misalignment in the neck itself. Uh, You've got seven bones in the neck. And if one of those bones, one of those seven bones gets out of alignment, it'll be harder for you to actually get a good test. That's the most common thing that we see. So uh, as an old chiropractor, you know, I've learned this. And, uh, and in the emotion code and in some of our other materials, we, uh, we show how there sometimes there are ways to get around that.
1: Yeah, and based upon your experience again, and I've always I, I heard Louise Hay in a book uh, a while ago, I think it's You Can Hear Your Life, and she was talking about the fact that uh, deep seated uh, emotions are actually attached to illness. One thing, cancer being um, not being able to forgive. In your experience mm-hmm. um, from working with people, how what percent of the time is negative emotions uh, correlated to illness? Let's say, for instance, I lost my mom to breast cancer. Um, how, how much have you seen with working from others when the emotions are a- exactly correlated with an illness?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, in 25 years of doing this and in seeing – everything from cancer to every other kind of condition you can imagine. I have seen trapped emotions involved every single time. They are Mm -hmm. always there. They're always there in every case of cancer. They're always there with every other disease process that we've seen. They're always there. And they are the cause of depression and anxiety and phobias and panic attacks, PTSD. Let me tell you something. You know somebody with PTSD? Give them the emotion code book and – show them how to get rid of their PTSD, and they can do it, and it doesn't take long either. It's, it's amazing how powerful it is. But yes, every single case, every, every disease process that I've seen in a quarter of a century now, and I'm talking about people also doing this work with us, 58 countries, uh, that's what we're finding, is that emotional baggage is always present. And sometimes it is the only cause of disease sometimes it's just a contributing factor sometimes it's a a major contributor sometimes it's a lesser contributor to the disease process but it is always there always
1: think yeah yeah i think we have a question dr bradley i have a call let me see
0: unmuted hi darren uh, this is this is andrea Hey, Hi man. Dr. Nelson. Um uh, my name's Andrea and I work with the Bio Meridian and I've seen your um delay out of the emotions from the emotion code and uh-huh. um my question to you is is are there times when there's more than one emotion that needs to be released and okay. if so and the body says yes what's the most amount of emotions you've released on somebody.
2: Well, you know, um, typically, well, what we believe is that the average person, the average adult, has about three hundred or so, give or take, maybe three hundred and fifty trapped emotions. Now, wow. that might that might seem overwhelming. Um, however, if you think of it this way, it's kind of like brushing your teeth, you learn how to get rid of the emotional baggage. If you clear one trapped emotion a day, you learn how to do it. It can take you a minute, maybe a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. to release a trapped emotion. So if you do that every day, um, within a year, you're probably getting pretty close to having everything (laughs) removed. Not every emotional experience that that we have results in emotional baggage. And with children, and and that's a good thing, actually, because otherwise it would be endless, but... um, Little children, for example, you know they might only have uh, two or three or four maybe trapped emotions, and so you you can just zero them out in one visit. Typically, the body can usually release eight to ten trapped emotions in one session, on average, and then it will need to take a, a rest for a day or so.
1: Ah,
2: uh, okay. That's usually how it works.
1: Andrea, any follow up questions?
2: Um,
0: no, actually, that was pretty much what i wanted to know um instead of muscle testing i used the biomeridian to get my yes and no's and that worked pretty well but with one client i was getting you know like five emotions and i i just sat back and thought that this is a lot of emotions for this one person in this one session but um it she released them and and that's pretty amazing.
2: Yeah. Well, right. The beautiful thing about the emotion code is that it's not uh, it's not at all like any other therapy. Where, uh, for example, some therapies will, therapies will make you go back and experience it and try to relive all the emotional trauma. And no, the emotion code is really simple. We just ask questions. We find the emotional baggage. We zero it out. Get rid of it and move on. And um, and yet the results. Speak for themselves. I mean, yeah, the um, results are pretty have, amazing, yeah.
0: and and they really are. right and and when the emotion comes up, you know, according to the chart, the person will look at it and go, "Oh my gosh, that's just so weird," but <laughs> right. there are changes that happen.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, so, yeah thanks for
1: calling in, Andrew. You welcome, Andrew. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. All right, thanks. You're welcome. And uh, Andrew's actually my bio meridian practitioner. She lives right around the corner from me, and that's what I use to kind of stay healthy myself. But um, doc, Dr. Nelson, thank you for answering her question. But um, do you ever think we'll get to a point where we're actually doing this as, let's say, a baseline therapy um, before we do surgeries, before we do um, any type of medication? Do, will, will, do you Absolutely. think there'll ever be a point where we, we'll start? getting into I think I see it coming now with the functional medicine mm-hmm. and and different things. But do you think we'll ever get to that?
2: Oh I think we absolutely will. In fact we're right in, right on the cutting edge of that. Uh, uh in fact I'm going to be going to um uh to Loma Linda uh School of Medicine to speak to their residents about this um in October. We're really excited about that. That's gonna be you know a big breakthrough for us. But uh, you know we have medical doctors and uh, all different kinds of physicians literally from all over the world who are finding out that this needs to be uh, the first therapy that's done because for example when people are in pain remember what i said and i'm not making this up ninety percent of all the pain that we have is actually due just from emotional baggage you clear the baggage the pain goes away and oftentimes it just goes away instantly Uh, you know, every week, usually on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, I do a, uh, I do a webinar where we actually show people how this works. Because one of the beautiful things about the emotion code uh, and the body code as well, which is the body code is just a more comprehensive method of doing the same kind of thing that covers more bases, Um is that it can be done at any kind of a distance. And so, if you have a loved one, for example, that's in another state or on another side of the planet, you can actually work with that person. You can be on the phone or not, it doesn't matter, and you can actually help them. And I'll, I'll tell you something, I've said this before. The first time you use the emotion code on somebody that you love, and they're in another state or in another country, and they're in pain, and, and by the time they're done talking to you on the phone, their pain's gone. When that happens to you, your life is going to change and it'll never, ever be the same again. We offer certification in the Emotion Code, and I think I said we've got over 2,000 certified practitioners now in 58 countries, and this is what they do. They just help other people. In fact, I have a free gift for your listeners. If they want to go to emotion Code G-I-F-T, G-I-F-T EmotionCodeGift.com, they can download the Emotion Code book for free and also the book on audio, so they can start lis- listening to it and reading it and, uh, and start really absorbing this.
1: Yeah, I'm really intrigued by this. And like I say, it's a a big belief with me that um, a lot of the emotions that we go through on a daily basis can become uh, trapped in a body. Speaking of which, women are always taught to express their feelings. Men are always bottled up. Do you find Mm -hmm. that that's necessarily true, that men are going to have more trapped emotions versus women, or is it about equal?
2: Well, you know, in my experience, it really is about equal. It's about equal. But what I do Mm -hmm. find is that women are more likely to actually seek help. Mm, and are more likely, yeah, they're more likely to discover that the causes are emotional where men just tend to suffer in silence. (laughs) That's how we are.
1: Yeah, I I've done a lot of research and every time I've come across the different things uh, in the health field it's like women are more apt to get help men just keep everything in until you right. know something happens we just basically fall apart then we ask uh we ask yeah. for help. I guess <laughs> if if I'm out there listening in and I don't know anything about energy healing I would want to know kind of what a session is and how to des- describe a session. Can you kind of run us through uh, a session, just how the muscle testing is done, and how you, because you can break this thing down to the age, the emotion, and you know when it actually happened. So, kind of give us a description of, of the session and how it actually how it actually goes.
2: Sure. Well, I, I can um, I can describe for you uh, an actual session that I did on uh, on a lady who's about seventy two years old. And, um, to give you an idea, uh, this woman comes into my office and we're talking and then she holds her arm straight out in front of her and I start asking questions. And each time I ask a question, I'm really talking to, not to her conscious mind, but to her subconscious mind, but I'm just asking questions out loud and her body is responding as I press down on her outstretched arm and I'm getting, uh, strength. She'll be able to hold her arm up if the answer is yes, and her arm will go weak if the answer is No. And what I find as I ask these questions is I ask if she has a trapped emotion that we need to release, and her arm comes back strong. The answer is yes. And so I have a chart of emotions. In fact, if you, if you go to Google and you just type in chart of emotions uh, or emotion code chart, maybe better, you'll get all kinds of images of this chart that we use. There are 60 emotions on there divided up into two columns and six rows. So then I would just ask, okay, is this trapped emotion in column A? And her arm might have gone weak at that point. So that means it's in uh, column B. So then I'll ask, okay, is it in one of the odd rows in column B? And maybe that's strong. Is it in row one? Yes, it's strong. And so the body will help you to identify very quickly and very easily where the emotion is on the chart. And in this particular woman's case, we found it was a trapped emotion of sadness. And so I asked when this had occurred. She was 72 years old. And so I asked if this had occurred uh, within the last 10 years, her arm went weak. That was no. Within the last 20 years, no. 30 years, no. 40 years, no. And eventually, I started getting yes answers when I went back a long way, and I narrowed it down to 1963. And at that point, I thought to myself, gee, I wonder if this was about John F. Kennedy's uh, assassination. So I vocalized that. I asked that question. And at the same time that her body is responding very strongly, I mean, her arm just was like a rock uh, against my pressure, downward pressure. At that same moment, she breaks down crying. And she says that, oh, that affected me so deeply. And when his son died in the plane crash, uh, it was like it all came back all over again, and all she could do was cry. Well, So then I wanted to know where has this energy, this ball of emotional energy, where has this been all of her life? Pretty powerful. Where has it been? What's it done to her? So I asked if this was on the right side of the body Her arm went weak for no. I asked if it was on the left side. Body said yes, it was on the left side. And uh, was it in the abdomen area or below that? I got a no. It was in the chest area. And we narrowed it down actually so that it was in the left breast area and At that moment, she and I suddenly just stared at each other wide-eyed because four years before, she'd had that breast removed. And I'd forgotten about that. She had told me about that earlier, but I'd forgotten about it. And this is the kind of thing that we find. So that's kind of what it can look like if you're working with somebody live uh, and in person. But, of course, we have practitioners all over the world, and most of them – just work remotely. And so this can be done at any kind of a distance as well. So we offer free consultations. If you go to, for example, um, we have a website at drbradleynelson.com. And if you go there, you can see that, um, the top of the page there, dot com, You'll see that you can get a free consultation with a certified practitioner right there by clicking. And, um, You can also find practitioners there on uh, that website. Um, We have another website at Healers Library. That's H E A L E R S HealersLibrary.com. But if you want to get the book for free, go to EmotionCodeGift. EmotionCodeGift.com. Download the book. Start reading it. Start listening to it. Let me tell you a story really quickly. There was a woman that talked to me uh, recently. She said that her son, she got the book and the book on audio. Started reading and listening to it. And her son started reading it and listening to it, and he started practicing on his friends. And she didn't pay much attention, but a couple of weeks later, the phone rang, and the woman on the other end of the line identified herself as the mother of one of her son's friends. And she said, she said your son has been doing this emotional thing with the boys, and she said, I haven't really paid much attention. But she said, something has happened. Something really dramatic has happened. She said... My son has had a phobia of water for many years, all of his life. We've tried everything to fix him, taken him to all kinds of different people. Nothing's ever worked. She said, right now he's in the pool swimming. She said, your son did this to him. How is this even possible? What in the world is he doing? <laughs> and those two boys are only 11 years old. Think about that. That's how powerful and how super
1: You there, Dr. Bradley? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you went out. Um, Yeah, that's amazing that an 11-year-old would do that. But, you know, kids are more open-minded. As we get adults, we become a little bit more hard-headed. The last thing I wanted to ask you is about, I know people out there who are listening, they'll say, well, I need someone to do this on me. And you can also do self-testing. You go through a a lot of different uh, self-testing methods where you can actually test yourself. You also show Mm -hmm. how to do the magnet to release the motion. Really, really simple process. Um, self testing, and I shared this with you on off the air. Can you kind of give us some some tips on on the self testing and basically trusting yourself? Because this was a big obstacle for me as to, to trust myself that I'm getting the right answer. Sure. Well,
2: um, I'll tell you what we could do if you'd like is we can uh, uh, I can guide your listeners through the sway test uh, through a sample of that if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Okay. So here's how this works. Um, If you think about it, if you take a plant and you put it near a window, um, there's light coming in from the outside. The plant will grow towards the light coming in from the window. And we all know that that's true. Well, they've done studies with plants, and they found that if you put a plant in the middle of a room where it has uniform lighting all around, the plant will grow straight up. But if you put a speaker in that same room that's playing beautiful, soothing, classical music and lullabies, the plant will grow towards the speaker that's playing the music, the soothing music. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if that speaker starts to play uh, really harsh, grating sounds or different kinds of music like screamo, things like that, the plant will grow away from the sound coming out of that speaker, and even the roots will bend away and try to get away from that sound. Well, the human body has this same kind of ability. Uh, You know, we're like a very complex, we are a very complex organism, and we have the ability to respond to positive or negative inputs. So here's what happens. If you stand with your arms down to your sides, totally relaxed, and you think about a certain thing, your body will tend to sway either forward uh, or away. If it's something that's negative, your body will tend to sway backwards to try to get away from that thing, uh, and vice versa. So try this with me. Just drop your hands to your side, stand there totally relaxed, and think about the word war. Think about that word war. Imagine that you're having to explain to somebody who has no idea what war is, what really goes on in war. What really goes on in war? What do people do to other people when there's a war going on? What happens to villages and families and people? And Think of all the tears that have been shed from all the wars fought since the beginning. And the moment your subconscious mind gets into resonance with that thought, what will happen is your body will start to sway backwards to try to get away from the negativity of war. Now, on the other hand, if you try to think of something really positive, like for example, let's think about gratitude. As you're standing there, totally relaxed, arms down by your sides, totally relaxed, eyes closed, think about is there somebody in your life that you really can feel gratitude for? Did somebody ever do something really, really nice for you? Maybe it was your mother. Maybe it was a teacher at school. Somebody that you just have gratitude for. Maybe it's gratitude to God or your higher power or whatever you want to call it. Think about that for a moment and allow your heart to fill with gratitude for that person or that being, or maybe it's just an event or maybe you're just grateful that you have a job or or grateful for your marriage or your kids or whatever it is. Think about that for a moment. Allow your heart to fill with gratitude and you'll feel your body start to sway forward as your subconscious mind starts to get into resonance with that thought. Now, You can also ask questions this way. We call this a sway test. This works for almost everybody without any problem. Uh, we We have a number of other methods that we teach as well, but this is one of those. So have this thought in your mind. Ask yourself this question. Do I have a trapped emotion? Do I have a trapped emotion? And see what your body says. Just hold that thought in your mind. Do I have a trapped emotion? Your body will tend to sway forward if the answer is yes. Backward, if the answer is no. Now, if your body sways backward, the answer is probably that you actually have a heart wall. So try that question too. Do I have a heart wall? Hold that thought in your mind. Do I have a heart wall? Do I have a heart wall? And allow your body, as you focus on that thought, allow your body to go either forward or back, whatever it wants to do. Don't force it. Just allow your subconscious mind to do what it wants to do. And... You can use this simple method of actually getting answers, and asking questions, and finding out what's really going on. It's actually
1: quite simple. So, yeah, real quick, and, and then I'm going to let you run. There was one story in the book that freaked me out, and I wanted you to share with Artie. It was a story about the guy who came in with the the clown shirt on. Can you can you tell us about that real quick? Because people don't really realize how much. Stuff that they wear actually affects them negatively, yeah. and that that story freaks me out. I had never heard a story like that, but can you share that with the audience? Yeah,
2: isn't that wild? Yeah, that story in the book is called "The Clowns from Hell."
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's
2: what happens. Okay, I'll tell you. um One of the methods that we um that I used to use to get answers from the body was to to look at people's leg length. I had a special table as a chiropractor, the the table would go vertical, they would stand on the table, and the table would then lay down horizontally. And I would look at the length of their legs. And I found that I could ask questions and I could get answers from the body. Uh, And the leg length would change. Uh, The legs would balance for yes, and then one leg would go short if the answer was no. And so I used this for years to get answers from the body, and it worked really, really well until one day. A guy came in, and I had this little routine that I would do. And by the way, I found that I didn't even need to say the questions out loud. I found that I could just think the question, and the answer would appear on the legs, either balanced for yes or imbalanced for no. And I'm telling you, I did this for years. No problem, until one day, this particular guy comes in, and – Lays down on the table, and I go to check his legs. And my routine is I ask the body for a yes answer, and I see the legs balance. And then I ask the body for a no answer, and I see one leg go short. So that's the that's, uh, that makes me – that allows me to know the body is able to be communicated with. And I'd never, ever had a problem with anybody until one day this guy comes in, and I do my routine. I ask his body for a yes and a no, and I get nothing. And I think, wait a minute. Let's try that again. So I'm thinking, okay, give me a yes answer or show me a yes answer. And I get nothing and no answer. Same thing. I get nothing. I couldn't figure it out. I was amazed. And I looked mm-hmm. up and on his back, he has, he's got this shirt on and on the back of his shirt is this decal uh, of the the clown, the Stephen King clown from the movie It, I think is what it was from. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was a clown. Mm-hmm. You know, clowns are scary already, but this clown has fangs that are dripping blood. You know, I mean, just really evil looking. And I <laughs> thought to myself, gee, I wonder if that has anything to do with this. And I took a piece of paper and I covered it up, and then I went back to his legs, and I, I just thought again. Now he has no idea what's going on, but I, because I, I, I haven't told him anything yet. And so I started thinking to myself, okay, show me yes and show me no, and I'm getting perfect answers all of a sudden. And I thought, no way. And I went back to his back and I took the piece of paper off and uncovered this clown face, went back to his legs, give me a yes and give me a no answer. I got nothing. I covered it up and I did this back and forth a number of times. And, and uh, when I would cover it up it worked perfectly. And eventually I told him what was going on. And I said, you know, this this image on your back is putting out some kind of energy that's interfering with your body. I think it'd be a good idea to maybe get rid of it. And, you know. I never saw the guy again. He never came back. But, you know, wow. you think about all the images we surround ourselves with. Exactly. Kids, you know, they have skulls and crossbones and all kinds of negative, scary images. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm telling you, those things have an effect on us on an energetic level that we are not even aware of at all. So,
1: yeah.
2: anyway, you know, you can read about that. Story yourself. You know, go to emotioncodegift.com. I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead,
1: yeah. yeah. Now I was just going to say thank you for coming on. This interview was supposed to be only thirty-five minutes and ended up being almost an hour. But guys, the book is definitely worth it if you want to know more about energy healing. It's called the Emotion Code, and you can—I guess—you can grab this on Amazon and any other of the book book outlets out there. And it's Yo, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely worth reading just just because there's a lot of stuff out there. But I, I've always believed that this should be the baseline, just getting rid of unwanted emotion, because lots of times emotions directly correlate to illness. And, and science is studying that, showing that. And there's a lot of research that's out there. Again, if you want to know more about the emotion code, get the book. And then I think you mentioned I wrote it down, emotioncodegift.com, where they can go and get audio and learn more about the um you know, becoming certified with the emotion code. Is that correct? Uh,
2: yes, that's right. Uh, we have okay. certification available. If you go to healerslibrary.com, you can uh, find out more about that. And, yep. um, and can you, yeah, it can be so, a whole way of making a living for you.
1: Can you um, also find someone that you can work with if they're, if you're, you're, I think you're in Utah, but if someone wants to work with someone else, can they can work remotely, but do you have people that are kind of stationed throughout the country?
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you go to healerslibrary.com and uh, you just click on the, the, there's a little button there called practitioners and it'll bring up a Google map of the whole world. Hmm. And you can see all the practitioners there that are on that map. They're all over the world. And you can zoom in and find somebody that's maybe right next door. Or you can find somebody that may be on the other side of the planet. It doesn't really matter uh, because this work is done at a distance too. So.
1: Yeah, well, Doctor Nelson, thank you so much for for being on. I really enjoyed uh, speaking with you tonight.
2: Well, absolutely, thank you so much, Darren, and uh, we'll maybe do it again one of these days. Take care. All right,
1: thank you. Take care. Have a good night. You too. Brother. All right. Great show. And again, the book is well worth it. And it's a simple process and you can do it yourself if you're out there and you're thinking that, oh, I'm, I won't be able to do this. Very, very easy to do. Um, Andrea called in and Andrea taught me about sway testing. And I learned a lot about energy testing through her. Um, and she's my BioMeridian practitioner. If you want to know more about BioMeridian, just send me an email. Shoot me an email. Darren at fat-man.com and I can get you over to Andrea to actually um, do biomeridian testing it's one of the things that I do to kind of get my body balanced when it's out of balance and I've been doing it for years so um, if you're interested in that again shoot me an email Darren at fat dash man com. go out get the emotion code book learn the process very simple to process to learn you can also do self testing on yourself you don't really need someone else there with you if you do have someone that's great but if you want to kind of learn this yourself and how to do it on yourself, all you know, it's 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 good to do that as well to release those trap emotions because they might be holding you back from getting to where you want to be in life. And a lot of times we're used to doing so many external things that we don't do anything internally to get ourselves moving in the right direction. So good show tonight. The show will be uploaded. You can check it out on iTunes, the Stitcher. And you can also go to Blog Talk Radio and listen as well. Next week, we'll be talking about all things gluten with Dr. Peter Osborne. If you have any questions about gluten, tune into the show at 646-716-9371, or you can listen by computer. Thanks for listening. Peace and love. I'll see you same fat time, same fat channel next week. Peace.